It's the Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon et Simon Marcel. Welcome to the Rendezvous. We're going to talk about love and um, we're going to try to give sense to that, that word, right? Love, aka relationships. But before we start, just a thought. Um, I've been here and here in the Midwest for a year by myself. A year. I've never spent a year just by myself. For real. I was very cautious, so, and I'm still I'm, until I'm vaccinated, I'm that kind of school. And uh, my teddy bear, Mr. Lewis, kept me company. You guys keep me company every night. And the rest of the time, I sing and I write something right now. So I uh, just want to celebrate that year alone. Still good to be here in good health. I hope you are too. And uh, grateful for life. That's the message tonight. Uh, back to you, 855-905-8255. Lines are open. Question for me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Avery. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What's going on? How can I help you tonight? Well, me and my husband are looking to buy our first house, and it's causing a lot of trouble in our relationship. We can't seem to decide on the same things, and it's causing arguments between us. How do we get through this without it costing us our new marriage? So, I mean, that's a normal thing, but how bad does it get? I mean, when you discuss housing, new housing, what is, what is the argument, his and yours? What is the fight about? Oh, I mean, we're on totally different pages. We like totally different things. I mean, it becomes very insulting. He'll say, oh, I can't believe you'd live in something like that, or, oh, I'd never live in this neighborhood. And Like, sometimes you have to just realize what you can afford. So it just becomes this big argument, and I don't want to get us into overspending. And, like, he slept on the couch last night because he was so mad at me because I said we couldn't afford a house. And it's like, I don't know. It's, like, affecting us. Like, you know, we can't seem to agree. It's like we agree on everything else. Why can't we find a house? So, also, right now, you're living in a condo or in a house? We're living in a condo right now. That's why we need a house. We're outgrowing this so fast. Okay. Um, and you're renting right now, right? We're renting, yes. Okay. I, have, I think I have a compromise. I think you guys are not ready for the house yet. And how about renting a little bigger condo just for another year? Just to ease things, talk about I don't want you guys to fight. I, like you said, this, that, that shows he's not ready maybe to accept reality. But if you can rent something bigger, that gives you another year to discuss things without the feeling of, you know, rush, you're right, I'm wrong, you're wrong, I'm right. So I like the idea of a little compromise where, what about we just look for a condo with an extra bedroom, for instance. Would that work? You know what? You said something that makes a lot of sense because he always tries to go for something we can't afford or something unattainable, and maybe he's just not ready to move, and that's why he's starting these fights and not agreeing to anything. I think so. It's a fraudulent slip, as my therapist would say. It's like an acting out, like he's sabotaging any effort. So I think the best way to, to go around this is just to offer the solution of let's live in the same neighborhood and let's pick a condo with an extra room or two, depending on your budget, and go from there for another year. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Maybe we'll hold off. Maybe he's afraid. I'll try to talk to him about that. Thanks for bringing that up. I didn't even think about that. You are most welcome. No rush, please. Respect each other. Don't destroy your relationship for a house or a condo. That's not worth it. You're right. I'm going to talk about it with him first thing in the morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Avery, for calling, and have a good night. 
Bonjour Chloé. Bonjour Simon. Bonjour. So, what's going on with the guy you you've been dating? What's the issue? How can I help? Yeah. So I've known him for about four years, and um, we've basically been off and on for all of this time, and. It started off like as good as it could possibly get, like amazing chemistry. He told me he loved me. I told him I loved him. And then a couple months into that, he said he didn't want to talk anymore or even be friends. But then a few months after that, he reached out again and he kept saying that like the only reason why he said that was because it was just too perfect and he got scared. So I hmm. believed him and then he just still won't commit. Like it's been off and on for three years. And so I just don't know what to do anymore or what to think about it. Okay. Um, before do? I answer the question, how does that make you feel this on and off for three years? Um, I don't know. Just confused because mm -hmm. he's like so special and everything is so good when we're together, but he just keeps disappearing. Mm -hmm. Does it make you feel insecure? It doesn't make me feel insecure because every time like he's dated other people and I've dated other people and like I just feel like nothing could compare to what it is but I still just don't understand why he wouldn't just commit to it. We should also understand why you keep coming back to a man who doesn't want to be with you all the time. You are hooked and that's your problem yeah. now is that yeah. you are there for him and so you are on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Chloe. And so my advice is to not continue with this man. This is a toxic relationship. I mean, you would think that it would be toxic, but it doesn't feel toxic. I don't know. It's just... <sighs> well, if it didn't feel toxic, uh, you would be either exclusive and moving forward, or you'd be separated. So there is the highs and the lows, which means, you know, you, you have, like you said, amazing high with him. Mm -hmm. But... It's not constant. It's not building up. It's the same repetition of the same thing over and over. And then it stops. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I've given you my perspective. Uh, I think it is toxic. I think you will end up burned at the end. Uh, sooner or later, this man will fall in love with somebody else. But right. I'm going to let you discover that and, uh, and go from there. You know, it's what didn't work yesterday doesn't work tomorrow. Okay? Okay, well, thank sorry, you so much. You're it's awesome. okay. I'm sorry to be a Debbie Downer a little bit, but I'm here to protect you and your soul and call it like it is. Yeah, for sure. All right, Chloe, be strong and do what's good for you. Follow your intuition. Right, okay. Thank you. All right, thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. The question is, how do you know you may be yourself in a toxic relationship? Let's talk about what defines this toxic relationship next. If you did listen to my last phone call with Chloe, you know, uh, she has been back and forth for four years with a guy, but he's not committing. And then there's the highs when everything is great and nothing compares. That's in her own words. And then there's the lows. She dates other people. She dates other people and they come back together. And I said to her, that this is the definition of a toxic relationship. And she said, oh, but you know, it's so great and all this. I said, yes, but what does that mean to be toxic? When do you know it's a toxic relationship. What are the signs that you've been dating somebody and then there's some things that appears to you and you don't want to see those signs? So let me, let me be clear and tell you next. What are the signs you're in a toxic relationship?
So what are the signs you are in a toxic relationship? Sign number one, it's the same signs than addiction, highs and lows, highs and lows, excitement, depression, fight, ooh la la, constantly highs and lows, okay, sign number one. Sign number two, repetition, no evolution, meaning you do the same thing, same pattern, same fight, same making up, same repetition, no evolution. You're not being exclusive, you're not building a future, you're not building anything, you are just up and down and up and down. And finally, everybody else around you tells you that this is not good for you and maybe you should look at it the way it is. Uh, and sign number four, your intuition tells you something is off, but it feels so good, the highs, that you want to disregard your intuition. Those four signs, I know them because I've experienced them personally. So keep that in mind. If it happens to you and you can't get out of it alone, call a shrink. That's what I did. It works 100%. That's my advice. You call the next. Bonjour, Kelsey. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Kelsey. What's going on with your husband? How can I help you? So, uh, my husband and I got married and we moved to another area of the city last March, kind of um, right before the pandemic hit. And um, we weren't necessarily worried about making friends because we're pretty social people. Um, but when COVID hit, we weren't really around people or other couples, and now we're kind of finding it difficult on how to socially branch out together as opposed to, you know, being single. So I was wondering if you had any advice on how to not isolate yourself and fall into that trap as a couple. So it's a good question, and doesn't apply just to couples. I think the pandemic has done that to most of us, right? It's... Um it's with our families, I mean, uh, you know, um, it's friends, it's, it's uh, brothers and sisters, it's, it's everybody. So what I would do is um, do things that you consider safe. For instance, mm -hmm. where do you live? We're in Dallas at the moment. Okay, so I believe it's now back to warmer weather. And if you can find yoga outside, which is safe, if you can do things that with other people that are safe distance outside, then, you know, you respect the... Uh, you know, the distance, the mask, and I think it's the way to meet people. It's more about now and make friends in, in activities, right? Because, you know, yoga is a very friendly, um, you know, vibe, and, and, and I love yoga, so you can, you can go there, men or women, and then you can meet other people. You can just go as a woman alone, it doesn't matter, or he can go, and then he can go to somewhere else if he likes to do another sports, but what you got to do now, it's the only thing I think we can do right now, is that you can do social things with people of your generation that like the same activity. Mm. That's, yeah. that's the best I can offer right now because of the pandemic. I understand. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And um, thank you so much, Simon. I really I appreciate it. You're most welcome. And once the pandemic is over, uh, you know, restaurants, bars, clubs, this is going to be like for all of us, this is going to be the wildest, more exciting time for all of us for a long, long time to come because I'm going home for a long time when this is over. Just saying. So yeah. get ready. Soon enough, this is on, okay? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You got it. Have a good night. Coming up, I am going to go listen to one of my voicemail because uh, somebody needs my help and my producer says, do it now. So Tracy's voicemail is next. So remember that you can always leave me a question with a voicemail at 855-905-8255. I play it on air, just like for Tracy's. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. This is 
Tracy. Um, I've been dating this guy for about five years, and um, in the five years, we've been on and off a couple of times. However, um, this last time, uh, he seems more into spending quality time with me, and he tells me he loves me, and I tend to believe him. However, in the five years that I've known him, I have not met any of his family or relatives, but he's met my children. And uh, so how do I know that he doesn't have like a wife or a girlfriend or somebody that lives in his house? And is that a concern? Should I be concerned? Tracy, thank you for uh, your voicemail. Yes, uh, if you've been dating somebody for five years, and you never met their family at all, should you be concerned? I'll tell you what I think next. How would you feel if, like Tracy, you left me that voicemail, you are with a man for about five years, he's met your kids, but he has never introduced you to his family? Not once, zero. And to the point where you, you don't go to his house either. You don't know if he has a wife. You don't, you don't you know. Is that a red flag? Asked Tracy. Here's my answer. If after five years of being together, you still haven't met anybody from his family, the only reason I see it's because he doesn't want you to, because he has somebody else, obviously, that his family knows. So please, um, I want you to address this very upfront and clearly and um, ask him all the questions but in my mind it's too late five years without meeting the family i'm sorry i don't bite and i would like you to think about leaving this man after you've talked to him and never wait anymore five years to discover such thing makes me mad you call the next bonjour india bonjour simon bonjour india so i should say congratulations somebody proposed to you Yes. <laughs> How'd that happen? So, um, I honestly believe in manifestation and law of attraction, and I joke about it all the time with my friends, but I said I really wanted to meet a guy who would take me out traveling um, and take me out to New Zealand, and uh, he was actually from there. We met in California, so we met here in California, and we went out... Um, this is actually before everything really happened. So we're still engaged right now, but it's going well. And we, he took me out there. He flew me out there, and it was a surprise, which was amazing. Wow. And he actually, uh, we went out to a ski resort, and he proposed to me just right at the top of the mountain. And you could see um, Lake Wanaka all below us, and it was just gorgeous. So um, I was totally surprised because, you know, I didn't expect something that I even put out there to the universe to come back to me so i love it how did that make you feel uh like ecstatic just like amazing <laughs> oh listen i'm so thank you so much for sharing congratulations to both of you and many years of happiness thank i love you. i need positive stories on this show i mean you know this the world is crazy so thank you so much for sharing that personal story i really appreciate it thank you simon <laughs> you got it congrats india bye-bye Thank you. <laughs> hey, what's more important to you? Good kissing or good ooh-la-la? Coming up next. So key question for you, what's more important? 
good kissing or good ooh-la-la? La. I've asked that around for many years. Interesting answers. So I posted this one on my social media. I hope you follow me at Monday Radio. And 43% of you voted good kissing and 57% of you voted good ooh-la-la. La. The thing is, we've got to be real. How can you have good ooh-la-la if you don't have good kissing? But good kissing doesn't mean you're going to have great ooh-la-la either. So it's, it's, isn't it complicated? A little bit. Because I know great kisser who sucks at ooh-la-la, and I know great ooh-la-la who's not really good at kissing. So one doesn't imply the other, but it's best to have both. I think you would agree with that. Thank you so much for voting, and thank you very much for spending this late night with me. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.